Welcome everybody to episode three of the Regression to the Mean podcast. I am your host, Sean Moran. Happy Friday, everybody. I hope we are feeling great headed into the weekend, and I know we're all excited for week one action. And we got a taste of the 2022 season last night, and it was an absolute rout by the Bills, winning 31-10 against the defending Super Bowl champions. Whose house? Rams house? Yeah, that could be the worst fan chant ever. It's not even your house. You share it with another team. It was pretty fun getting to watch the Rams get destroyed like that on opening night. I cannot lie to you. It was a little frustrating because I did start Matthew Stafford in one of my most important leagues, but I digress. You could give two shits about that. For today's episode, we are going to recap some of the biggest stars and busts from the game last night while also diving into some week one questions. I was going to do some start and sit. I was going to look at potential lineup decisions. I think that'll be easier to come over the course of the season. It's a little bit tricky right now. We don't know a lot about these offenses. We don't know a lot about these defenses. So it's almost a better exercise to understand what are some of the biggest questions heading into each individual game based on each individual team. So I've got a ton of questions. I'm going to run through it pretty quick. Again, if you like the podcast, please go ahead and subscribe, leave a review. We would absolutely appreciate that. And if you have any interest in coming on the podcast, we'd love to have you. The plan is to have a podcast up either Sunday night or Monday afternoon, Monday evening to recap the events of Sunday Red Zone. First things first, Thursday night football. So I don't think we can talk about last night without talking about Josh Allen. He was getting rid of the ball like he was Tom Brady. He was pushing the ball down the field like he was Patrick Mahomes or Aaron Rodgers. And he was stiff-arming linebackers like he was Derrick Henry. He finished with four touchdowns. He threw two interceptions. Threw for 297 yards. Rushed for 56 yards. Oh, that rushing upside is incredible. And finished with 39.9 fantasy points. All your buddies that drafted him in the second and third round look like absolute geniuses right now. And everyone said not to draft him that early and that he'd be a bust at ADP. Not looking so great for us, but again, it's just week one. He looked completely in control. He looked completely in control last night. A great stat from the game was he finished 9 for 10 on third down conversions. I don't think we saw their punter last night. Now, again, I don't think this is a hot take to say that Josh Allen is the favorite for MVP, but he definitely looked like the best player in football last night. His receivers looked pretty awesome too. Now, Steph Diggs is no stranger to being an all-pro or pro bowler, but wow, he looked good last night. He absolutely roasted Jalen Ramsey and was dominating in the short game, the intermediate and deep, winning outside, winning inside, all over the formation. He was literally always open. And he finished with eight catches for 122 yards and a touchdown on his way to 26.2 fantasy points. This might not be that big of a hot take as well, but he could be a dark horse for wide receiver one overall. And oh, buddy, Gabe Davis looked good as well. He led all receivers in snaps. He looked like the perfect complement to Stefan Diggs. He looked like Josh Allen's go-to target downfield. He had a 16% target share, but he was able to buoy that target share with a four for 88 and one touchdown line finishing with 19.8 fantasy points. 
I think it's realistic that some matchups he's going to see a higher target share, and I think he's going to be a touchdown machine. It wouldn't shock me if Steph Diggs is the Chris Godwin to Gabe Davis's Mike Evans in this offense. Now, not everything looked perfect for the Bills. The running back situation looked like a work in progress. So James Cook, who a lot of people loved over the summer as the potential Alvin Kamara of the offense, only had one touch and he fumbled that touch. Zach Moss played a ton. He had six catches and somehow he finished with less than 10 fantasy points. How does someone have six catches and less than 10 fantasy points? How is that even possible? Devin Singletary, again, looked like the most competent running back on the team. I think he had eight carries for 48 yards. Looked pretty dynamic catching the ball out of the backfield as well. He was able to move the chain and get positive yardage consistently. I think Singletary over the course of the season will take over that backfield. But regardless of how we position it, Josh Allen still led the team in rushing last night. Aside, Bills defense, again, roasted all your buddies who took the Bills defense in the 12th round. They did pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. Vaughn Miller was able to dominate from the edges. Ed Oliver was dominating from the inside. Consistent pressure from the interior and exterior is going to wreak havoc on an offense. And did they wreak havoc on the Rams? Wow. As a 49er fan, that was awesome. I loved every second of that. You love to see a division rival have that bad of a start to the season. Their offense looked totally lost at times. I didn't really understand the play calling. McVay continued to hammer first down runs and they were going absolutely nowhere. And he wasn't really setting up play action off the runs. Like I think the Bills have an elite defense. I don't think the Rams will be this bad week to week. I think the Bills circled this matchup. It was a big measuring stick game for them. They see themselves as a Super Bowl favorite. The Rams just won the Super Bowl. I think it was really important for them to come out and dominate. And the Rams just looked unprepared and got caught flat-footed. With that being said, Stafford did not look good, though. He looked slow. He held onto the ball for ages. And that offensive line looked bad and now is banged up at both guard and tackle. Now, they should be getting their left tackle back for week two against the Falcons. But one of their interior guards has a high ankle sprain and could miss some time. Not ideal. Stafford finished with 240 yards. He threw one touchdown. He threw three picks. He finished with eight fantasy points and was sacked seven times. He didn't go deep. Was it his elbow bothering him or was it just the Bills defense? I'm not going to overreact. Stafford plays the Falcons in week two and I'm penciling in a major bounce back week. Kind of reminds me a little bit of the Saints giving it to the Packers week one. I don't think it'll be that big of an anomaly because I think the Bills are that good, but I don't think we're going to see this big of a stinker week in and week out from the Rams. Cooper Cup, turns out he is him. 15 targets, 13 catches, 128 yards, one touchdown. The Cooper Cup regression season has begun with a 32-burger on opening night. All the hype for Justin Jefferson may have just been a distraction from the fact that Cup is now clearly the best wide receiver in all of football. He was pretty much the only guy that continuously could get open with Stafford, and Stafford really felt comfortable throwing him the ball. Unless you're Tyler Higby. I thought Tyler Higby was playing a bit at some points. Like, what, what, he couldn't, <laughs> like, what is going on with Tyler Higby? Two of the easiest drops I've seen, but the guy got like, 
Like 10 targets? It was insane. If you started Higby in fantasy, I think he gave you over 10 points. Like you're going to take that at tight end if you took Higby in your drafts. But back to Cup, a player who actually is dynamic and isn't running like a statue. Absolute locked and loaded wide receiver one until proven otherwise. Jamar Chase plays on Sunday. So we'll we'll see. We'll see how this turns out. Everyone that drafted Cup, everyone that prioritized Cup, looking like absolute geniuses. What in the world happened to his running mate, Allen Robinson? Two targets. His second target was the last target of the game in garbage time, a heave into the end zone. He had one catch for 14 yards. He was an absolute ghost. So after the game, Stafford said they didn't get many man coverage looks. And he wasn't throwing to Robinson because they created a top on the defense. So it couldn't allow Stafford to throw deep. And they clouded up the boundaries. So from that kind of quote, the context I'm understanding is Robinson is the deep threat guy. And Cup lives in the middle of the field. I don't know. But Stafford didn't try to go deep. He didn't really try to go sideline to sideline. The only way they could manufacture offense was with Cup. They weren't even really going deep to him either. The only way they really could manufacture offense was Cup. I Again, I think next week that Allen Robinson could go off against the Falcons. But we'll see. I think everyone on Twitter was talking about the running back situation for the Rams. Daryl Henderson was the clear lead back. He was okay on the ground. I think he had close to like 50 rushing yards. He caught five passes for 30 yards on his way to 12.3 fantasy points. So if you started Daryl Henderson, you zero RB truthers, you have to feel pretty good about that. Cam Akers, absolute no-show. Very concerning for managers who had faith he would be the lead back in this backfield. Looking absolutely disastrous for his third round ADP. I think the most encouraging thing he did was catch a ball 12 yards behind the line of scrimmage and get back to the line of scrimmage. He looked a little shifty. I think Cam Akers will be okay. I think they're going to work Cam Akers back slowly. Cam Akers was missing a good portion of camp. It's very concerning, but I wouldn't panic just yet. This is just week one. No overreactions unless they confirm your priors, right? So I think overall, I'm going to give the Rams a bit of a mulligan. I am going to question them. Are they as good as last year? Are they the Super Bowl hangover team? Usually a team that loses the Super Bowl has a Super Bowl hangover. But the Bengals didn't lose eight starters. The Rams did. So I'm going to be a bit skeptical with Rams players outside of cup moving forward. But it's it's giddy up. We're on the Bills wagon. If you have any pieces of this offense, Singletary, James Cook, Zach Moss, Gabriel Davis, Isaiah McKenzie, Shit, Jamison Crowder didn't look half bad. Steph Diggs. I think you want anyone that is within Josh Allen's orbit. They play in a pretty bad division too. So that's wheels up for the Bills. So it was fun to see the Rams get absolutely smacked like that. I definitely enjoyed it. And it'll be fun to see how they bounce back week two against the Falcons. And I'm excited to watch this Bills offense go to work on a weekly basis. I love week one in the NFL because it gives us an idea of some of the surprises that are in store for us over the next 17 weeks. It gives us flash in the pans that don't matter at all. And it gives us an indication of which teams might be good and which teams might be really bad. But in fantasy, it gives us an idea of who's going to play versus who might not. Now, again, there are always people that are going to break out later in the year. But in week one, we get a pretty good understanding of where these offenses are at and who's actually going to play. So I'm going to go through each game quickly. And I'm going to ask some lingering questions that I hope to have answered on Sunday or Monday Night Football. So let's dive in. 
First game, Saints at Falcons. This is a sneaky, fun division matchup. For the Falcons, it's pretty simple. Really curious to see what the running back snap and touches distribution looks like. Score Daryl Patterson versus Damian Williams versus Tyler Algier. Williams could be a hot waiver ad if he and Scordero are the guys. And I'm looking out for two running back backfields. How often are Algier and Patterson going to line up together? How often are Williams and Patterson going to line up together? I think there's some really interesting looks we may see with multiple backs on the field. And we saw it a little bit in preseason. I think Arthur Smith has the offense that he actually wants this year. And it'll be interesting to see how he innovates with the run game. Curious about Mariota. How much is Mariota going to run? Does he unlock Kyle Pitts? And then I just want to watch Drake London. I'm just really excited for his debut. With the Saints, I want to see these receivers. Mike Thomas, how does he look? What does his connection with Jameis look like? Is he winning deep with Jameis? Is he winning short and intermediate? Is he just Slant Boy 2.0? How does he win? And then Chris Olave. I'm really excited to see Chris Olave play. Can he quickly dominate in the NFL? Curious to know what his target share distribution looks like. I have a feeling he's going to connect with Jameis, connect with Jameis quickly. Side note, I'm curious to see how the offensive line performs. Their offensive line was not very good last year. They brought in some new pieces. Hopefully they're healthier. Shifting now to the Baker Mayfield revenge game, Browns at Panthers. So for the Browns, I think this is going to be one of the worst offenses in football or maybe just boring offenses in football. Maybe it's efficient. Kevin Stefanski is a good coordinator. He's a good play caller. But I'm curious to know, what does Amari Cooper look like? Does he have the juice? He's coming off a pretty disappointed season. He was pretty banged up all year. And what does David Njoku's role look like? They just paid him. All the stats suggest Jacoby Brissett loves to feed tight ends. He's gotten a lot of hype this season for being a pretty disappointing player so far in his career. And what about the Panthers? Is Baker going to unlock DJ Moore? I would love to see that happen. Will a second pass catcher emerge? I probably think it's going to be CMC. But who knows? So they just traded for LaVisca Chenault. They've got Rashard Higgins. Is Robbie Anderson cooked? I don't know. And of course, I just want to watch CMC play ball. How is CMC going to look? What's his usage going to be like? Are they going to take their foot off the gas a little bit to make sure he's fresh throughout the year? Or is it just wheels up? Selfishly, I hope they take it easy with him. I'm playing CMC this week, which is never fun. The most important game of the week for me and probably the least important game of the week for most people that enjoy watching aesthetically pleasing football, the 49ers at the Bears. It is the Trey Lance versus Justin Fields Bowl. I think something I'm really curious to see in this game is the 49ers run game. How often will Lance run versus throw? How much will Debo play at running back? How often will Debo be in the backfield with Juszczyk? How often will Debo be in the backfield with Mitchell Ty Davis Price, is Jordan Mason going to get run? How sloppy will this pass game look to start? I think the run game could be pretty dynamic, but I don't know. Lance looked pretty uncomfortable throwing it short, but I think he could abuse the Bears downfield with Ayuk. And if Kittle is out, how does it affect our run game? And can Ayuk dominate to start? I think he might be able to if Kittle's out, but who knows? The Bears... Does their offense have any juice? I like Darnell Mooney, AKA the Moon Man. I think David Montgomery's gonna have a really tough day, but does this offensive line protect fields enough to where he can run around, throw the ball downfield, make things happen? I don't know, because if it does have some juice, this is an offense where you can get players pretty much for free. Moving on to a game that I'm really intrigued about, because I just think it could be really weird. 
Because Mike Tomlin could just make games super weird. Remember last year where the Steelers completely dominated Josh Allen and the Bills? The season looked nothing like that for the rest of the year. But Mike Tomlin's an incredible head coach and can throw a lot at different teams and different quarterbacks. So questions I'm looking at. What does a new QB and bad offensive line look like for the Steelers? A lot of people have pointed to the fact that Ben Roethlisberger threw it a ton to Deontay Johnson and Najee Harris, and they were the beneficiaries of that target share. But what if it's the reverse? What if a quarterback who can move around and throw the ball downfield can unlock Deontay? And what if a quarterback that's more dynamic can create more advantageous running situations for Najee? And will Najee continue to get targeted heavily? It's super important for Najee Harris owners. And how bad is this offensive line? Is it as bad as last year? Is it a little bit better? Is it remarkably worse? A bad offensive line with Mitch Trubisky spells trouble, in my opinion. But I'll be curious to see how this breaks down. They've got Trey Henderson with the Bengals. So again, it's not like the most elite pass rusher in the NFL, but definitely someone who can get after the quarterback. So it'll be fun to see how that works. Are the Bengals going to pass more? They have an improved offensive line, so it could go both ways. They're going to continue to be a balanced offense that gets better looks in the run game because of better blocking. Or will they feel more comfortable getting aggressive with Joe Burrow, considering that he's a year removed from his ACL and the offensive line is just better? So I'd be curious to know, will the Bengals pass more? Will the Steelers give the league a blueprint to stop the Bengals' deep passing game? Can Jamar thrive with deep passing stifled? Are they going to move him around? Is he going to play in the slot? Is he going to play in different positions? You know, typically that's where Tyler Boyd's going to live. So it'll be curious to know if they get shut down on deep shots, if they're able to scheme up different ways that Jamar Chase can get the ball. Moving on to a sleeper great matchup of the week, the Eagles versus the Lions, which I like to call the battle of the offensive lines. Wow, they both have quality offensive lines. It'll be fun to see the trench warfare on Sunday in this game. Eagles, I feel like the number one question is A.J. Brown. How pass happy will the Eagles be and how many targets will A.J. Brown get? Everything coming out of training camp with the Eagles is this is an A.J. Brown offense. Will that come to fruition on game day? It Does Jalen Hurts look better throwing to the middle of the field? Does he look more comfortable? Does he look more accurate? It's just one game, but sometimes you can see pretty quickly if a quarterback has made a jump. Lions. Was the Amon Ross St. Brown breakout at the end of the year for real? Does he continue to dominate? Two, how many touches will Jamal Williams get? You know, it could definitely be wheels up for DeAndre Swift. So that's what's something I'm really curious to see on Sunday. Colts and Texans, kind of a stinker, but nothing different out of the AFC South. For the Colts, curious to know what the Matt Ryan effect looks like. Who will be wide receiver two? Is Paris Campbell finally going to be able to put together a healthy season? and break out. Everyone's been talking about Alec Pierce. Dude's an athletic freak. I'm curious to know how he'll do. And I'm curious to see how much run Naeem Hines will get. A lot of talk about Naeem Hines catching more balls. A lot of talk of Jonathan Taylor seeing less touches. I'm inclined to think that Hines will be a bigger part of this passing game. Matt Ryan likes to throw to running backs. Cordell Patterson, Tevin Coleman, Devontae Freeman... He has targeted running backs pretty heavily historically. And I think the reason Hines had a bad year last year is because Carson Wentz does not target running backs like at all because Carson Wentz fucking sucks. That's my one F-bomb for the podcast today. That is it. I think that is the only way to describe Carson Wentz. And for the Texans, can Davis Mills get off to a hot start? He looked pretty good at the end of last year. Looked a little shaky in the preseason. Will Damian Pierce be active in the passing game? 
If Damian Pierce is active in the passing game, he is going to be a top 10 running back this season. And do the Texans have a sneaky good O-line and kind of sneaky good defense? I think the Texans could be kind of sneaky good. Patriots at Dolphins. I think it's going to be pretty low scoring and somebody's just going to gut it out. I think the Dolphins will win. It's one of my few predictions. But for the Patriots, who is running back one? My priors, they would love Ramondre to be running back one, but Damian Harris is really good too. And how will this new offense look? They've been trying to install a zone read running scheme from all indications from beat writers. It is not going well. I love to see Bill Simmons in pain and he definitely thinks they're going to stink, but who knows? Could be a fake out. They could come in with a different approach. I would like to see Ramondre on the field. I think he could be really special, but we're going to see what this distribution looks like. And again, no Josh McDaniels. It's pretty crazy to think he's not the OC. So a lot of changes with the Patriots. It'll be interesting to see how this offense comes to fruition. Dolphins. How run heavy will they be? Is Chase Edmonds really the lead back? I really hope he is. I'd really, <laughs> I've got a lot of Chase Edmonds stock. And the overall Miami target distribution. Is it just the Tyreek and Waddle show? Because if it is, I think Tua can absolutely support two top 24 wide receivers. If other guys are hopping into the mix, could be a little bit difficult. I think we're just assuming it's the Tyreek Waddle show. I think we'll find out pretty quick. Ravens and Jets, not going to spend too much time on this. Isaiah Likely, is he really the third target in this offense? I'm really excited to see Sauce versus Bateman. Is the Bateman breakout for real? I'd love to see him dunk on Sauce. That'd be fun. I think it's going to be a great matchup. What is this backfield going to look like? I don't think Dobbins is going to play. We know Gus Edwards isn't going to play. For the Jets, is Elijah Moore just going to continue going crazy with Flacco? His stats with Flacco last year were fantastic. Curious to see what Garrett Wilson's role in the offense will look like. And Michael Carter versus Brees. Brees has had a lot of FUD. Like, is this for real? Like, why are people fudding him so hard? FUD again, fear, uncertainty, doubt. I don't get it, you know, but we'll see. Maybe he just hasn't been that good in practices. He wasn't super dynamic in the preseason. He was playing behind a bad offensive line in the preseason. I'm, I'm curious to see how it shakes out. Anyone out there with Brees all, I'm not playing him until I see what this snap distribution looks like. Jags at the football team. So the Jags, what is our target distribution going to look like? We know Christian Kirk's going to get targeted heavily. Is Evan Ingram going to emerge? Is Marvin Jones a sleeper? What about Zay Jones? A lot is up in the air, and a lot of people are projecting Trevor Lawrence to make a jump. If he does make a jump, you have to think two or three pass catchers are going to come with him. And how much better is Lawrence going to look under, underneath Peterson? Urban Meyer was the worst NFL coach of all time. Like, no hyperbole. Just an absolute shit show of a head coach. Peterson, Super Bowl champion, can run a real program. It'll be curious to see what Lawrence looks like in a real NFL system. And is James Robinson going to buck the Achilles trend? I would love to see James Robinson do it. He'd really kind of be the first running back to do it. But I'm really curious to see how James Robinson fares and how much ETN plays. It'll be really interesting to see. For the football team, in my notes, I just have, I don't I don't know and I don't really care. <laughs> I have no shares of this team outside of Brian Robinson on my IR. I guess I'm curious to see how does J Jahan Dotson look. And, you know, I don't like the narrative of this is Terry McLaurin's best quarterback he's ever had. We've, we've been doing this for like three or four years. I think Terry McLaurin, the football player, is incredibly special. Until he has a quarterback to unlock him, I'm out. I'm out. You know, if he goes off on someone else's team, I'll accept it. I'm not going to draft a player that is tied to Carson Wentz with that kind of draft capital.
I'm out. I'm so out on Wentz. I do not think Wentz is going to hold on this job. I think he is going to get benched for Sam Howell pretty quickly. I would not be shocked if this is the worst team in football. Giants at Titans. Giants, who's going to be playing wide out this week? Is Tony going to play? I'm curious to see how Tony will play without pretty much practicing. Wandale projects as kind of like a bit player. What is Wandale going to look like? Is Wandale going to be used as a running back? And then, of course, our guy on the Regression to the Mean podcast, how's Saquon going to look? How's he going to be running behind this O-line? The interior sounds pretty shaky. The tackles sound pretty good. For the Titans, a lot of people are fading the Titans. I'm a little lukewarm. Every time anyone wants to ride off the Titans, Mike Rabel says, not today. I'm curious to see, will Derrick Henry look better than he did in the playoffs? He did not look very good, but again, he was coming off a broken foot, stress-related injury. So it does not shock me he didn't look great. I'm curious to see who emerges as wide receiver one. Everyone's penciling in Robert Woods. Wouldn't be shocked if Traylon Burks has a massive breakout and just everyone slept on him all season and people just pushed his ADP down because of all the bad reports. And he has a Jamar Chase ADP explosion. Not a Jamar Chase type season, but he's clearly the best rookie wide out. Chiefs versus Cardinals. I love this. It's the battle of the September juggernauts, two teams that do very well at the beginning of the year. I want to know who's going to be the wide receiver one for the Chiefs, both by snaps and by targets. It's pretty clear Kelsey's most likely going to be the highest targeted guy. But out of the wide receivers, is it Juju, MVS, Sky Moore? <laughs> Any role for our guy, McCole Hardman? I don't know. How will Sky Moore be used? Is he going to be used in the backfield, the slot, out wide? I'm really intrigued by Sky Moore. Preseason darling Isaiah Pacheco, can he get on the field? It looks like, you know, Clyde's going to handle a lot of the early down work. They're going to mix in probably Rojo in the red zone. McKinnon's going to get a lot of the passing work. And does the Clyde revenge tour start? Is Clyde going to be able to put it all together, be healthy, run behind a dynamic offensive line? I don't know, but it wouldn't shock me if Clyde goes off this season. With the Cardinals, is Hollywood Brown going to have a 35% target share? Like, who's going to be out there? AJ Green, hobbled Zach Ertz, Rondell Moore's not playing, DeAndre Hawkins is out. How many targets is this guy going to get? This is, you know, Kyler's boy. They traded for him for a reason, to make Kyler happy. So I'm really curious to see how many targets Hollywood Brown's going to get. People are talking up this Chiefs D. I'm going to believe it when I see it. I think Hollywood Brown's going to catch a couple deep touchdowns. I would not be shocked. Will Ertz play? And if he does play, what is, does, does he hold up like he did down the stretch without Hopkins? You know, Ertz was a major part of their passing game when Hopkins went out. Will Kyler and Cliff continue early season success? You know, they've been awesome to start each season and they've really fallen apart down the stretch. They've had a really bad off season. The whole homework clause was not a great look. I'm curious to see how it goes. I think they're going to be pretty good. I think they're going to be pretty good to start the season, especially on offense. But I think think their defense is bad. I don't know if they win a lot of games, but I think they're going to be in games, a lot of shootouts. I think Kyler's going to be able to be dynamic. I think Hollywood Brown's going to do pretty well. I could be completely wrong, and this could be a complete shit show disaster. And I think playing the Chiefs week one's a good test. It'll be fun. Two really good offenses, in my opinion. Raiders versus Chargers. For the Raiders, how big of an upgrade will McDaniels be? Will the O-line slow down Carr? That O-line is not great. Carr historically has not played super well behind a bad offensive line. It wasn't great last year and he was fine, but we'll see. 
Where will Tay line up? You know, Tay and Renfro, they win in a lot of the same places. And what does the target distribution look like? I think Tay is going to get targeted heavily. Curious to see what Waller does, especially with such a weird offseason. And, you know, I haven't drafted a lot of Renfro, but Renfro's a baller. So I'm curious to see how he fits in. Chargers, not a lot of questions, a lot of continuity. I'm just curious to know if they'll be more aggressive and push the ball downfield. And I think we're going to learn pretty quick how good is Justin Herbert. Not only is he super talented, a lot of people are talking about how cerebral he is. Packers at the Vikings. How many snaps will A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones play together? If Alan Lazard is out, who will be the most targeted wideout for the Packers? Is it just the most chalk Sammy Watkins week one explosion? And how many touches will Dillon get? I'm curious to see how many rushes Dillon will get compared to Jones. Vikings, how much 11 personnel are we going to see? And how pass happy will they get? Everyone's been talking about them this offseason as a team that could really explode in offense. A lot of people have been talking about them as a team that could really explode and jump into the top tier of offenses because they're so loaded. Curious to see how it looks with the new coach in place. Bucks versus Cowboys. Bucks have a ton of questions, a lot different than coming off their Super Bowl last year. How will the O-line look? Will Godwin play? How much will Rashad White play? And Julio, he is probably one of the more interesting players in fantasy for this season. Could be an absolute bust. I think he could be sneaky good this season, but we'll see. And for the Cowboys, how many snaps will Tony Pollard and Zeke play together? And how many routes is Tony Pollard going to run as a wide receiver? Really curious to see. Is this the beginning of the CeeDee Lamb wide receiver one tour? He's the post-breakout sleeper. He had a good season last year, but everyone projected him to go off. Now he's the guy we'll see. Who's going to be wide receiver two? Noah Brown? Really? We'll see. Last game, I'm juiced to watch Russell Wilson go into Lumen Field against the 12th man and play his former team. So the Broncos are one of the biggest question marks teams in football. Are they going to be super fast tempo shotgun or are they going to play play action under center? Is Russ going to torch Pete Carroll or is Pete Carroll going to know all of Russ's tricks and stifle him? And then obviously Javante versus Melvin. Is it more of the same from last year or will Javante just be too good to not play? And for the Seahawks, I genuinely think this is their Super Bowl. Is Rashad Penny going to continue his dominance? How will Gino look? Will it be clear that Gino is a little bit better than average and probably isn't that bad of a QB? And will he be able to support two good pass catchers? Who is he going to target more? These are some of the pressing questions that I'll be looking for on Sunday. I'm sure all of you have questions you're looking to have answered. It is always one of the most fun weeks of the year. Fantasy kicks off. You got Red Zone going. The fantasy app's up. And you start to remember how much fun fantasy is and how painful it can be. That's going to do it here for the Regression to the Mean podcast. This is your host, Sean Moran. Talk to you soon.